Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Hey Jeff, what's with the male stigma against using Pinterest? I think it's just because I miss using corkboard and getting corkboard all over the floor and getting pinpricks and just the manly feel of getting hurt. Um, <laughs> today's show, we're talking about Pinterest, an image sharing social media service. Yeah, so what is Pinterest? So Pinterest is, uh, you know, technically a social media platform, but as Jeff mentioned, it's essentially a picture gallery platform where you can pin your favorite posts. It's a great way to get inspiration for events, for hobbies, design, really anything that's visual. And then you can share it with friends and create boards and lists um, that you can share either either single uh, single threaded things with folks or full like just general direction if, if that's what you're going for. An anecdote for this is I didn't know that some of the boards that you created were public. And I actually accidentally made a public one when I was engagement ring shopping for my fiance. (laughs) And I had been like asking her friends and her like, hey, what styles do you want? And like, what are you thinking? And I was making a Pinterest board because it was like the easiest way to just compile everything all all in one place. And my... Uh, I got roasted publicly on our business school WhatsApp group with like 120 of us where my friend Jessica <laughs> was like, hey, Mike, uh, when's, <laughs> when are you proposing? And then just took a screenshot of my oh, Pinterest no. board of, of engagement rings. And I'm pretty open and I was like totally fine with it. And she knew I'd be fine with like her publicly roasting me. But it was funny just to, to see that. But I, I really like the Pinterest. And so if there is a male stigma against using Pinterest, I promise I'll do my best to, to break it because I love using it from anything from woodworking i'm always looking at like interesting designs of like hey this is how a bunch of like style that i want um to to look in if i'm making furniture or you know improving my shop all the way to when i worked at autodesk i loved using pinterest for creating boards for inspiration for mechanical design or computer aided design um, or CAD designs um, when I was working on the Fusion 360 team uh, where I would basically if I was looking for something that was like robotic I would just go to Pinterest and like search robotics and like pull all these like joints and fixtures and just get visual inspiration Um, so I'm a definitely a huge fan and definitely a huge user of, of Pinterest. How does Pinterest make money? What's their business model? So it's just another company in the pursuit of pursuing eyeballs. It's interesting, though, where they're not positioning themselves as a pure social media or ad company in the IPO uh, in 2019, which Jeff will get to uh, later on in the episode. Pinterest is actually positioning themselves that is a as a platform to help guide customers from quote from inspiration to planning to action. They take customers down the full purchasing journey, and advertisers can provide advertisers can provide value every step of the way, which is super interesting. Where it's more of that whole holistic journey of if you're going you know to plan an event, this is what you're going to go to, and these are all of the steps along the way, and it does align with their, their data. So. 25% of the time that's spent on Pinterest is actually spent shopping. Um, so it, it's interesting where it's not just that top of funnel, hey, here's like a design board that I want. It's people are actually making purchase decisions. And then it's effective advertising as well, where 85% of their users actually bought something based off of one of the ads that they saw on the platform. I, I don't know how that compares to something, say, like Instagram. I know I see a ton of Instagram ads that are very targeted, but mm-hmm. I guess like I'm self-targeting on Pinterest because that's that's how I want to absorb the content. 
Um, I do this through my uh, Amazon shopping cart. I just add stuff to the cart, and that's my that's my. I don't have a Pinterest, so that's my Pinterest board. Is like, what am I going to buy today? <laughs> and then later, I'm like looking at the cart, like, hmm, if I need a tea kettle, I should probably get tea bags, and if I get that, I should probably get a fine mesh sieve. And like, I, I started adding all this stuff, and I'm like, oh no! Like, and <laughs> the conversion for me is I just hit buy, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I purchase all this stuff. So. No, I, I love it. And it's definitely interesting that you mentioned that's how you're using the purchase journey of you're just, you're, you are thinking of it as a journey. It was like, Hey, you know, if I'm buying this one thing, what are all the like accessories that I need? And here it is like a hundred dollar shopping cart later, you realize that all you wanted is just a $4 tea at your local coffee shop. Yeah. In, t- in terms of like how effective the ads are, you know, as I mentioned, it's 85% of users bought something based off of an ad. Pinterest is making good money from these ads. The average revenue per user, which is the, you know, the gold standard metric for social media platform companies for Pinterest is $9 and four cents. That compares really well against the peers. So if you look at Twitter, it's nine bucks and 48 cents, Facebook, seven thirty-seven, and uh, our previous review of Reddit, which is only 30 cents, uh, definitely blows Reddit out of the water in terms yeah. of um, how effective they are per user at, at generating revenue. So that's Pinterest in a nutshell, the, the business model and, um, and what it is. Nice. Let's talk about the history of the product. I think a lot of these products launched around this early 2010 era. A lot of the ones that we talk about the show happened to have come from what I call like the latest tech boom. Uber is another example that we did last episode on that launched around this time. But Pinterest started as a closed beta in 2010 and launched to folks. And then they launched a iPhone app in 2011, which is a really smart idea. It actually made Time Magazine's 50 best websites in 2011. So one short year after closed beta ended, I guess. Yeah. What would be the equivalent of that today? Would that be like a BuzzFeed top 14, you know, <laughs> of 2021, you know, cause like, I think I th- like, I'm not familiar with time magazines, 50 best websites of a year. Like, I don't know how integral that is, but I like to look at like the app store as like a really good indicator. You know, if you're number one, number two, et cetera, in the app store, like how popular are at any given point in time. Is it Aptopia? That's also another like app data aggregator. I think that's what it's called. Aptopia. Yeah, I think so. I, I guess like my point there is like, I, I feel like it's just time magazine, 10 years ago is definitely not nowhere near as relevant as it is uh, oh, for sure. as it is today. And I feel like BuzzFeed's like, you know, 12 best TikToks would be of 2021 would be comparable <laughs> to Time Magazine's 50 best websites of 2011. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think like LinkedIn is like starting to creep up there as like our generation's time. Like they publish articles every year around here's the top companies in blah, blah, blah. I think every job posting aggregate site like Indeed and um, Glassdoor kind of do something similar as well. But yeah, best websites is kind of a very interesting list to be on. And I don't know what their criteria is. What's really fascinating about Pinterest was that in 2011, they had hit 11 million total weekly visits, which is pretty incredible for a social media site that I just launched the year before, it definitely speaks to the virality of that site. And I, I'm still kind of in shock because I, I don't really use Pinterest that much or haven't used it to the tune of like to understanding why 11 million users would visit weekly. You're obviously in the other side of the, <laughs> of the spectrum, Mike, where you're using it a lot. So it'll be interesting to see our two perspectives at the end of the show with regards to rating um, and how we how we see Pinterest. In 2012, there was a pretty major shift in most of their policies. They updated a policy that previously allowed Pinterest to sell uh, user content. They no longer required invites in 2012. 
and then they started to launch business accounts. So I think what happens is a lot of these companies, they start with massive, massive blitzscaling and growth in terms of user eyeballs. And then they think about monetization later. Most of the social media sites do something to this tune very, very well. And they get people hooked into the product. And then they start, you know, sliding in the ads there and showing Instagram stories <laughs> or ads or whatever. I mean, Instagram... Except for Reddit, who refuses. Yeah. And that's why uh, they're sitting at 30 cents <laughs> average revenue per user. But um, yeah, I think like what's interesting is that a lot of people will use these sites for a super long time before they really turn on the ads, if you will. And Pinterest spared no time doing that. They started it a year after they launched. But Instagram, for example, I feel like targeted ads have become more of a thing maybe Mm -hmm. this past two years or three years, maybe. Totally agree. I feel like stories, it was just another avenue for companies to start sharing video ads, even reels. Obviously, there was always Instagram dedicated stores, but I definitely feel the heat more on Instagram around like targeted advertisements than I ever did before. Yeah, you're a marketer's dream, Jeff. And I remember, <laughs> I think I think you mentioned something to me like three or four episodes ago. It was like a t-shirt before the, the, before we started do, like recording the episode. And now like all I get are those like form-fitting t-shirt yep. ads. Yeah, there's a ton of them. There's like three or four new t-shirt companies that are like, you know, pushing <laughs> the social virality type ads like all over Instagram. And they're like all over the place now. Totally. A quick anecdote of like one of the best ads that I've seen <clears throat> in a long time. I actually can't think of the name of the company. So maybe it's one of the worst ads <laughs> I've ever seen because I can just think of it. But I actually really enjoyed watching it all the way to the end. But it's this guy, in a you know, it's a uh, dress shirt. And he's like running around and he's oh, like doing yeah. all sorts of things and he's like spills coffee and he like does a cartwheel and like skids down grass and like basically it's a really awesome t-shirt. So like I remember like the ad really, really well and it like was kind of fun to like watch and I enjoyed like seeing it when I, when I see it. But mm-hmm. now come to think of it, I don't know what the name is, but maybe in today's world, that's all you need is you just need to remember the story and I can Google search that later and I'm sure it'll be the first hit that I come up with. But anyways, just thinking of like targeted ads. Thank you, Jeff. Now I, all I get is those targeted ads in my Instagram story <laughs> for, for t-shirts. Yeah, I've definitely seen that same ad but I, and I don't remember the name of the company, but I'm sure if you searched, you know, guy doing cartwheels with coffee spilling all over him for t-shirts, <laughs> you're going to find it. And then totally. you'll be able to, And then once you purchase the first time, because it's somewhere on your um, credit card bill, you'll remember it. Pinterest, after making all these policy changes, just generally shifted their focus towards e-commerce and shopping catalogs, which is something that you mentioned earlier about uh, the fact that they have roughly 25% of users spending, which is you know a pretty high number. In 2019, they filed for IPO. And at that point, they had a $12 billion valuation. And in 2020, which was this last year, even during COVID, they had an ad revenue of uh, $1.7 billion, which was up about 50% from 2019, which is insane. That's huge. That's and wild. What's especially crazy to me is I still don't get the draw of Pinterest. Like maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I'm the boomer in, in the room. And uh, sometimes like, you know, I know friends that like, I don't really get Instagram or I don't understand why TikTok is a thing. I really don't understand Pinterest. Like I'm not saying that people don't enjoy it and people don't like it. I know people really do enjoy using Pinterest, but I've never used it myself and I- I'm not exactly sure why. So maybe we can figure out in today's episode. Oh man, I, I have so many, like I- I'm going to force you to create a Pinterest and just like <laughs> send boards to you. Cause like, especially being like a, you know, a homeowner or just like having like a hobby, 
I, I don't know, like maybe it's like hobby specific. Like I'm a huge woodworker. So mm-hmm. I love like going for like woodworking designs and seeing things like I've never seen before. And I've been doing a lot of like home renovations lately. So like if I want to see like, you know, the best bathrooms, like I'll, you yeah. know, I'll search for, you know, bathroom designs or even like uh, outdoor designs and just, yeah, anything that's just like where I want to get like visual inspiration. Like Pinterest is just for me, like the way to go. I, I feel like Instagram is trying to encroach on that territory with their collections on Instagram. So I, I don't even yeah. save things to, to, to collections. But for me, it's just, it's not as organic. I think what I like the most, and I was telling you this before the show of like, why, like, <laughs> why do I like Pinterest so much is because it's so single threaded. I think in today's world, mm-hmm. you're just like constantly getting bombarded by like, you know, I could be watching someone's Facebook story or Instagram story and then I get an advertisement for a t-shirt and yeah, I might want that t-shirt because like their stats say it was, but it's not like directly on my journey of buying a t-shirt. Whereas if I'm within Pinterest, I'm single threaded. I'm just looking at woodworking and I might get an ad for like this really cool tool that's going to yeah. do like laser, like laser measurements or like it's a sliding measure, it's a sliding ruler. So when I'm cutting stuff on the miter saw, I don't need to like constantly measure something. So I love that because it's super useful and it's like within the journey. And I'm sure it's the same. Like my fiance has been planning like the the wedding, um, our wedding rather, and not the wedding. <laughs> um, the wedding. Exactly. But like as we're planning the wedding, like it's the same thing as like you're getting like targeted ads on like design oriented stuff that even, mm-hmm. it's even location specific. Our our wedding, our wedding is in Maine and uh, just some of the businesses are getting shown. It's like, Hey, like if you want to rent these, like go, go here and for blah, blah, blah. So that is what I like. It's like, it's just natural advertising and it's, it feels, it feels right. It doesn't feel like forced. Like I'm not looking at a bunch of like my friends and then it's like, boom, buy this, buy this goddamn t-shirt, you know? So that's what, that's what I appreciate yeah Um, yeah for sure i just think it's interesting because like i totally understand that it would be great for like it's basically like a visual mood board or like an inspiration board but like i don't know maybe i'm doing it archaically but like for specific hobbies i will like use reddit and like read deep into reddit and like get all these people's opinions and i love reddit for that or if i'm looking for some sort of inspiration i maybe it's because i'm lazy and i'll just like google like i don't know top 10 bathrooms if i'm looking for like bathroom renos and then somebody has already written an article for it so i'll just like pin the <laughs> article and use that instead of like pulling together my own custom mood board or, or maybe sometimes i'll just send pictures to my wife and we actually will use slack too and so it's all there in slack and maybe i just like kind of look through the slack thread but yeah i mean it, it makes sense it's funny because i feel like i do the same things but I don't use Pinterest to do the same things. I use like other means. And maybe I split them out too much. I love it. Well, we can talk about who Pinterest is for. It is not for Jeff Lee. Um, <laughs> Pinterest is for Mike. So Pinterest is um, actually way bigger than I thought it was. I thought it was going to have like small monthly active user numbers, but it's massive. Yeah. It's it, They have 450 monthly active users. Jeez. And 60, 60% of the, their audience is female. And... In terms of growth, the segment, the younger segment is actually growing the fastest. So folks that are younger than 25 grew twice as fast in 2020 compared to those that were older than 20, 25. Some more like interesting factoids, 80%, 80% of US moms are on Pinterest and 50%. 80%? Yeah, 80% of US moms are on Jeez. Pinterest, which is crazy and also makes sense in why I feel yeah. a little bit out of place with my <laughs> working Pinterest boards. 
Um, 50% of the US users of Pinterest actively shop on Pinterest. And Pinterest users are um, rel- like relatively high income. So nearly half of their users, I think it was about 49 or 48%, make over $100,000 um, annually. Yeah, so if I had to sum all that up, so the Pinterest is for primarily um, US females is like the, the lion's share of, of their market segment. But, you know, I think that folks like myself are definitely make up the other 40% where we're super interested in. It's it's weird because like I I even have boards for like really cool cars that I want you know and like motorcycles and old school like cafe racer style motorcycles um, just because I love that like aesthetic and love that look so I don't know what it is about it. I think it's just like for me like I said before it's like I'm so intentional with how I use the app it's just so single threaded for me is like doing this get to get inspiration for X Y Z and it's as opposed to just absorbing content somewhere else. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Like, I mean, I definitely see the draw to why people would use Pinterest, and it does seem like it's relatively have like, I it's sold easy. Yet? Act- Are you going to use it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, part of me is like, do I need another social media? Am I fulfilling this need? I'm I'm on the fence. Let's talk about competitors because I think this will help help me decide whether or not I need <laughs> Pinterest or if there's other ways to solve the same problem. I put this section together. Maybe I shouldn't have put this section together because I'm not a Pinterest user. But from the outside looking in, it seems like a lot of things that I've done outside of Pinterest. The first one is Evernote, which isn't specifically a social media pinning board. But if you've ever used Evernote, the idea is it's a way to collect notes and images and files, et cetera, into one place. It's primarily meant for any kind of note taking, but I, I see a lot of parallels between Pinterest and Evernote, whereas Evernote is more of a generalist tool and Pinterest is more for mood boards, social media, topic specific, hobby specific. Screenshots is another thing for me. Whenever I just find something I like, I just like screenshot it. And I guess my like camera roll on my iPhone is <laughs> a Pinterest board in some ways. If you were to take it to an analog competitor, scrapbooking seems to be like the old school way to do exactly what you're doing here or corkboarding or whatever. And then I feel like stumble upon is kind of similar or Tumblr or whatever <laughs> down the rabbit hole type social media you're using today, because you're probably just going down this track of like, I'm finding cars. I want to find more cars to add to my board. Um, now I'm looking at, I don't know, dashboards. Oh, this is really cool. Now I'm looking at interiors. Like, do you also find yourself going down this rabbit hole of doing other stuff? Or because you said it's like single threaded, you stay pretty on topic. So I actually like now that I'm thinking about this, I feel like one of the biggest competitors for me for Pinterest is Reddit. Yeah. Where because Reddit, but that's like not like I so I think like I browse Reddit like two different ways. Like either I'm very intentional and I'm like. I'm going to r slash NFL to get the latest updates or mm-hmm. I'm going to r slash woodworking to get, you know, the latest like blah, blah, blah on woodworking versus like r slash all where I'm just like, ah, I don't know what to do. Just waste I'm going to open time. up my phone. And yeah, yeah, exactly. It wastes time where Pinterest is like the visual ask Reddit where it's just like, hey, like, what do you think of this? And then it's just a bunch of things that you can start to curate and pick and just and, and look through. And it's like, and it's segmented into subreddits where it's like, I'm just on my my board and pinning stuff that's related that that's related to woodworking or maybe even more specifically, it's for like joinery. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at for like some Japanese joinery that I, that I want to make in in my next woodworking project. But I, I 
I could also like conversely just go to Reddit and go to like, you know, r slash woodworking or r slash Japanese joinery, if that's a subreddit. I hope it is. I'm sure it is. It probably is. Yeah. <laughs> and I would go there to actually like learn the ins and outs. But I think I think also for me, it's just like, I'm such a visual learner. Like I, yeah. I love whiteboarding. Like I have a whiteboard like behind me and I have to see something visually. So I think that's what the appeal is and, and the difference there. And I think you yeah, you nailed it on the head, like all the other competitors, like the screenshots and scrapbook and, and notebooking. I miss the days of like, we used to have a bunch of magazines at my parents' house growing up mm. and we would just like cut out different like things. And like, even if it was car magazines and just like have like, that stuff ready for for scrapbooking yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and all of that. Um, so I, I should probably go with my thoughts because I'm obviously very <laughs> very excited about this this product. So I would say pinch. I would rate Pinterest pretty high. Um, like I said, my favorite feature. I've said I think this is the third or fourth time I've said it in this episode. Is like it's single threaded and I can be intentional with how I use it and consume my uh, my media. So if I had to give it a, a five-star review, I'm going to call it a, a 4.375, 4.4 like rated product for me. I think the product market fit is there, like just being able to, you know, meet you in terms of advertising along your journey in a natural way. I mm-hmm. love that where it's not just coming out of the blue. I love Pinterest's strategy, how they're, they've really leaned into that and it also started to expand into to selling on the platform because it just feels natural where it's the full marketing funnel for yeah. you know, top of mind of like, I don't like know like what I'm looking for all the way to I want to purchase this thing. I think one thing that's interesting and there's no way around it with Pinterest is I was reading um, in, in when I was doing research for Pinterest that the majority of Pinterest, like ingress, ingress points into uh, Pinterest is actually through Google searches. So it's interesting. I'm sure that's like a, you know, a blessing and a curse to be able to be the top rated Google like image search, but yeah. also that could potentially be a huge pitfall for you. Um, but I, I love the customer experience. It's, it's simple in the app and on the board, and I can easily share um, things with you know, different folks. And my last sales pitch to you, Jeff, because I know you <laughs> love to cook is I love using Pinterest for cooking. If you just see like visually appealing meals, that's hmm. a great way to just like, you know, shop around on Pinterest of like, hey, like, what should I eat? I don't know, like, this looks awesome. And then there's recipes attached to that. Um, so that I will pause there and I will let you give your um, your review, but 4.4 um, and a sales pitch um, to you. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to give my review from an outside looking in. So I will not be able to really give much of the customer experience perspective. But I think what surprises me is that I didn't realize how many people were already using Pinterest and the success that they already had. I feel like I'm typically in tune with the tech products that are out that most people are using. And I was like, oh, Pinterest is just like a mood board. Like people just kind of save pictures and stuff like that. But it sounds like it's a lot more intriguing and I guess habitual for people to use than I realize. And I'm pretty shocked by the ad revenue they had for 2020 specifically, I think, and and the number of users that they had as monthly active users. I hear what you're saying. I mean, I do like the fact that they cause you to think of one thing and search down one rabbit hole and be single threaded and just focus on one particular hobby. I think that's a really cool and neat idea. I like that it seems really accessible. I know you mentioned before that there's a male stigma, but conversely, I really like that it's like female focused. Female tech adoption is typically a really hard thing. A lot of tech products have male tech adoption first, and this is like female tech adoption forward, which is really, really cool. So I do like that they kind of found a niche that 
female users are finding really interesting, finding pretty valuable, um, able to put stuff together and, and make use of this social media platform that seems pretty custom curtailed to them because they're choosing the boards, they're picking the interests, they're picking the hobbies, etc. I think if I were to give it a rating, I'd give it a four. Again, like there's a lot of stuff that I'm missing anecdotally, but from the outside looking in, it looks like they're doing well. It looks like people enjoy the product and the ad revenue definitely shows that they're having success. Yeah. So I love it, Jeff. Hopefully I've sold you. Um, those are my very positive thoughts on Pinterest. I think this is one of the most biased episodes that we've had uh, yet today. This is also our, what is it? 26th episode. So it's our half year anniversary. Um, and we'd love to continue hearing from our, our audience. So definitely reach out to us on our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us at prodx podcast that's p-r-o-d-e-x podcast yeah and if you like the show be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, etc and let us know what products we should review next see you next episode